Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are having a great week. I am back for week four, my friend. We're on part four with Joe Del Monte for our Money and Mindset series, The Path to Mental and Financial Freedom. Joe, welcome back, buddy. Thank How you, are thank you? you. I'm doing phenomenal. How are you? I am awesome. This past uh, four-part series seems to kind of have flown by, it right? Did. It really did. We're here again, and we're on the final part. So, guys, if you're just tuning in and this is your very first show, we have been uh, doing a four-part Money and Mindset series, really looking at how to get your mind in a place to change some thought patterns and beliefs that you have around your money, um, really looking at your behavioral patterns that you're doing with from a financial standpoint, but also a mental standpoint. Uh, last week's show, we took a look at SMART goals, getting you in a path to really kind of creating a budget. Um, SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-related. So SMART goals to get you on a path. So today's show we're going to look at how do we begin to now make your money work for you. Now that we've gotten our mind in order, now that we've kind of got some behavioral type things in order from our spending perspective, um, Joe, we were just talking about it just before the show started. It's not a money issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's really what are we doing with that? What are the behaviors behind that? Mm-hmm. Now we want to know what's next. So if you're tuning in and you guys have been following this series, we appreciate you. We thank you so much. Today's show is part four, how to make your money work for you, creating a path of wealth and building that wealth and legacy. Joe, let's get into it, my friend. Let's, let's go ahead and start. Um, what would we say when we talk about building financial wealth or building the, to the next steps? What does wealth even mean? Um, well, I would say, you know, let's take a step back. We always talk about wealth in terms of money, but I think we need to talk about, you know, what's true wealth. Sometimes we don't have the income or the expenses are a little rough or we're in debt, but we have already under our noses some true wealth. If you have good relationships, if you're in a place of peace and, and emotional well-being, um, if you have a strong faith, whatever those things are in your life, sometimes you already have that. Yeah. The money should just be a complement to that to make your life um, not easier, um, but to allow you to do some more things in life. I want to pause you right there. Yeah. I think you just said something that's powerful. Um, because I think a lot of times people do attach uh, success and happiness to the dollar amount that they make yes. or to the financial piece of that. Yes. And you said something big. It should be a compliment. Right. That peace, that security, those connections, mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. that's where it's at. It Creating is. some mental peace and happiness around that. Right. That other piece. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, we get people that come into the office and, um, you know, in my industry, we talk a lot about goals and what's your retirement goals and what do you want to do with this money? And it's money, money, money. And if you focus on the money first, you're, you're going to miss what, what you really should be planning for. It's kind of like if you were going to build a house and right away, there's no house there. It's just land. And you walk out there with some tools but you don't know what the plan is for the house. 
the first conversation on building the house is, you know, what should be, what do we want the living room to look like? Do we want windows facing here? Do we want sunlight coming in? Is this a house to entertain? Do our kids, are kids going to grow up here? Are we going to have grandkids here? The vision. So when we talk about true wealth, I think you got to have a vision for what your life looks like. And it, 95% of it has nothing to do with material items. Yeah. It has everything to do with your family, your relationships, your faith. You know, what is it that you're called to do in your life? Then you come around the back end and say, okay, how can I put my money in a place to start pushing me forward in these things? And I've gotten to a point in my life where I've had to, you know, opportunities come and go. And you get to a point where you start to say no a lot more because I say, look, I know where I'm going. And if this thing comes into my life and it doesn't help thrust me in that direction or it pulls me off track, I got to say no to it because I know in my mind or in in my heart and I've defined true wealth for myself. So I think every person has to do that um, and put that uh, emotional subjective aspect to it before you start talking about the money part of it. I love that. And I think as you just described that we got to have a vision first, because if you're just stepping out there with a bag of tools, but not even sure what you're trying to build, you will find yourself scrounging around um, aimlessly and protecting your time, your space, understanding why am I here? What is my purpose? What do I want to do with this in every aspect of your life? Right. Um, So, you know, where is your, if you're trying to build wealth in, Whatever area, mm-hmm. having to have a starting place first. Yes. Starting place first. Yeah. So absolutely. how do people start? So let's say if yeah. we have people that have been in a position now, whether they are starting with, you know, a hundred dollars that they've mm-hmm. already kind of saved up. If you guys have been following along each week and you're really kind of getting your mind set around, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to change some of my thought patterns and beliefs around the things that I want, the things that I need. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I've also kind of taken a look at what are some of my behavioral patterns that I've had. Maybe um, I had family members who didn't believe that we could get past a certain point or yeah. the limitations that were set on you. You've started to work on that. And then you've also started to now create some goals and setting up budgets and areas in your life that you feel like you can kind of get ahead in. Yep. Let's say that people are there. Mm-hmm. So starting there, now that we have maybe a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. how do we even know where to begin if we want to start to build or invest or make a contribution. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? Yeah, so I'm going to back up just a little bit. Yeah, the f- one of the things that people need to understand is that there's a difference between income and investments. All right, the number one asset. I don't care who you talk to. You can talk to anybody and they say, "Hey, I got this hot investment or this stock or put money in this company." Blah blah blah. The best place you could put money is yourself. Hands down, guaranteed, you're never going to get a better return on investment than when you invest in yourself. Is that education? Is that training? Is that, you know, going out and getting real world experience? Your ability to earn a paycheck or your ability to create a business is going to be your number one wealth building asset, hands down. Love it. The extra... On when you've you've budgeted, you've saved, you've got your thousand dollar emergency account, your debts are gone, uh, you got your three to six months living expenses. The extra, that's kind of where your question's coming in is where does that extra start to go? Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, I would say, if you have a four hundred one k at work, which a lot of people do, they have an employer sponsored plan at work. Make sure you know if your employer matches your contribution. Many employers do, uh, matching a lot less than it used to be uh, years ago, but it's still there in a lot of companies, so an employer might match up to 3% or what you have you. 
your goal should be to contribute up to that match. Now I say don't contribute anything over that match. Get the quote unquote free money. It's mm-hmm. nothing's free, but that's as close to free as you can get. If your employer is going to match dollar for dollar at a certain point or 50 cents on the dollar up to a certain point, take that money from your employer. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. It's guaranteed money. Um, beyond that, I would say if you don't know what, it, what a Roth IRA is, spend a little time because of this, the, the length of these shows. We can't go into cer- so much detail, but. Look at a Roth IRA, uh, and you could call me and I could walk you through what they are yeah. for sure. Um, but a Roth IRA allows you to put money in today. Now, you've already paid taxes on this money. So this is after you have deposited your paycheck. You paid taxes on it. You take some of that money and you put it in a Roth IRA. And when you retire at a later season of life, you get to pull that money out tax-free. Now, the whole time it's growing, compound interest, you're getting interest on the interest, And then when you take it out, you're not paying taxes. Now, when I talk about planning for people, a lot of us overlook taxes. I I say, asking somebody, how much do you make a year? Oh, I make, you know, 87,000 a year. Okay. That's what you gross. Mm -hmm. How much do you keep? Mm -hmm. Your taxes. If we can remove the risk of taxes in the future, why wouldn't we do it? So when you say, I have that extra hundred bucks, that extra hundred bucks should be after you've funded your 401k to the match. You have that extra hundred bucks sitting there. Start to look into things like a Roth IRA where you can be putting money, investing in your future tax free. That's good. It's a good place to start. That's good stuff. And I think, like you just said too, I think if you guys are listening and you have additional questions, because what we are doing is really just kind of a blanket of snapshots of information of where mm-hmm. to go, where to begin. But to dig deeper into this, we want, we will definitely provide some contact information um, after this show so we can kind of go into more detail and you can really kind of get into people one-on-one. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about ways that we can continue to build financial wealth or just wealth in general. You have been listening to the Mental Fitness Matters Show. I'm your host, Tracy Austin. We will be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and I am here with the amazing Joe Del Monte. And we are on part four of four of our Money and Mindset series. And it has been a fun series, my friend. It's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> really good stuff. I'm so glad to have you. And thank you for your expertise and just your knowledge and, um, and the things that you're providing to our listeners. I want to just kind of go back to where we just left off. So we're talking about now, now what, right? So we've been working on our mindset, getting those things in order, working on our thoughts and belief patterns. We're creating some smart goals. We have a little bit of things saved up. What do we do next? We were just getting into ways to make investments, the difference between Mm -hmm. income and investments. Mm -hmm. Glad, Glad you broke that down. And I'm also glad that you said you have to begin to invest in yourself first. Yes. You got to invest in yourself first. When we think about where our money is going, is our money going into things that really are after you buy it? It's going downhill from there. That's right. Are we investing in ourselves, our education, our brain, our physical health, our mental health, things that we have to have in order to kind of do anything? Right. (laughs) we got to have that. It's funny. You know, people will not hesitate. I think the average car payment now is 500 a month or somewhere around there. 
people will not hesitate to drop $500, $600 a month on something that will guarantee lose money. But they won't drop it on themselves. Yeah. They won't spend, five, I can't go get that degree or that certification. It's like, you know, six grand. Well, your car was 36 grand, right. 46 grand. What are we talking about? Right. You know, change your, get your mind shifted that you're, if you want that car, you can get that car. Yeah. But get yourself the income to get that car before you get that car. Yeah. It's going to feel a lot better. Absolutely. You're not going to sweat the payment and you might not, you know, if you do it really right, you won't have a payment. Why not do that? I'll tell you why people don't do it. <laughs> Delayed gratification, <laughs> sacrifice. It stinks. Yeah. It yeah. does. I want it now, man. I mean, my friend's got one. I want one. It looks sweet. I'm driving this. He's got that. What? You know? Yeah. But you know what? You're going to have to, I'm getting off topic, but you're going to have to look weird. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to go to happy hour every Friday anymore. Yeah. You're not going to go out to lunch with your friends and your coworkers four days a week. Add, just add that up. Yeah. I don't know where people are going to lunch every day. I can't buy lunch for like under eight bucks. I don't know. And that's like a terrible lunch. It gives me a stomach ache. What are people doing? That's, <laughs> you know, that stuff adds up. So, you know, someone just said before we actually walked in the studio here, it said, I don't have an income problem. I got a spending problem. Yeah. And boy, I think that's everybody. So get that stuff taken care of. Start to invest in yourself to create income. That's number one. That provides your lifestyle. The investments are for the future. So another tip that I'll throw out is just general advice. Keep it really simple. If you don't understand what you're investing in, don't do it yet. Yeah. Don't chase something that's complicated. Don't think you're finding some, you know, new, you know, flavor of the month that's going to make you, you know, really make it work for you. Keep it really, really simple. Get in the habit of putting money away. Put your money in your 401k. If you don't have a 401k, put it in a Roth IRA anyway. If you don't know what that is, call me. I'll walk you through it. If you don't want to do that, put it in a bank account. If you don't want to do that, put it under the mattress. Put it somewhere besides into debt or into yeah. Um, liabilities, things that don't make you any money. You know, you just have to start. You just have to start. And I think that's the, that's the message. You've got to start somewhere because we all have something, whether we know it or not. We have more than what we think we have if we're not seeing it. But if we're starting to pay attention to some of the things that we've been outlining through these series, if you're starting to pay attention to what our thoughts are, mm -hmm. what our behaviors are, what our practices are. But if we have a vision and a plan, we're going to be able to kind of start to see where are things going yeah. and where can I begin to make the most impact? Yes. Right. Where can I start to make cuts, whether it is kind of reducing mm -hmm. where I'm going out to eat that week yep. and starting to cook in? Yeah. Are you starting to see? So start small, start simple. So small. A lot of times if we're looking at that whole picture, like I love how you mm, use the analogy point. about building the house. Mm -hmm. If you're stepping out there and I've got this entire house to build, I got to have $10,000 to pay off or to save. Right. That's a big task. And that yes. becomes very overwhelming. Yes. So a lot of times what the brain does with that information, because it's overload, it immediately shuts down. Think about that in any goal that you tried to mm. set for yourself, whether it's a weight loss goal, whether it's a saving goal, whether it's a business goal. When you start to think about it from the entire picture, 
you get overwhelmed, you get stressed out, you put it down and you yeah. walk away. You never yeah, come back. Absolutely. So what we want to encourage you guys to do is take this in small steps like we've provided it in mm-hmm. small chunks. Mm-hmm. It's bit by bit, step by step. You're eating away at something and then you're going to eventually see yeah. that all of these little steps, all of these little changes to your thoughts, mm-hmm. all of these little changes to your behaviors, all of these little adjustments to the goals that you're setting are making a long term dent yes in the things that you're trying to accomplish big time uh, you and, and you said it and i have big goals tracy i know you got to have oh, some yeah. big goals i mean but if you don't break those down into smart uh seasonable you know short term yeah. actionable goals you will get overwhelmed and they'll just stay dreams yes everyone can have a dream but it it doesn't turn into anything close to reality unless you attach realistic targets or benchmarks to it where I got to hit this by next month. I got to hit this in six months. I got to hit this in three years. And you start to do that. You know, one other thing too, as we're talking here, we're talking a lot about money because that's kind of the concept of the show. (laughs) Money is, it's a selfish thing, right? Because I don't know what you have. You don't know what I have, but I want more. You want more. And we all want it for ourselves. Don't miss this. Don't wait to get rich to start being generous. Start being generous right now with what you have. You know, um, now look, if you can't keep the lights on and you lost your job and your kids aren't eat, like that's a different story, right? You got to do what you got to do to survive. But if you have, when you say you got that $100 extra, treat that coworker that's struggling, you know, just buy him lunch or do something for somebody kind. You don't have to be a philanthropist yeah. and start a not, you know, start a, a big organization, <laughs> but start to be generous. And I'll tell you what that does. You sow seeds of generosity, what you reap, you sow, it starts coming back to you. And the other thing it does is there's, when we're constantly buying things for ourselves, we're creating this um, mental like prison that we're in of, mm-hmm. of just money is for controls me. It's my food. It's what I need. It's all about me. When you start to just release some of it, it's powerful. Any of it. I don't care how much it is. Just release it to somebody somewhere. You start to feel less attached and less stressed by it. It's almost immediate. So I would encourage people don't, Hey, I can't wait till I have a million dollars and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Well, you got a hundred dollars right now. Yeah. Take five or 10. Yeah. And go bless somebody. Drop in a little bit extra on the waitress at the, at lunch today. You only needed $5, but give her 10. Yeah. And, and watch her smile about it. You know, like little things like that. I know it's not really a practical thing, but I believe that's more practical than hoarding more for myself. And you I know, think what? you get more out of it. Absolutely. And that really is the key to accessing more. When you have yeah. an abundance mentality where there's no lack, mm. you know, that starts in the mind yep. first. And so that's exactly where we started this series. And so once you begin to open yourself up in that way, mm-hmm. you can give of your time. Yes. You can give of your resources. You can give of your, your heart. Yep. You can give of your attention. You know, mm-hmm. those are all ways that we can open ourselves up to just say, you know what, how can I give yeah. or be of service today? Yeah. You start with that mindset. So I love how you Mm -hmm. said that. You start there and watch how things just flow to you. Mm -hmm. You know, the more open that you are to receive and to give, Mm -hmm. it just comes back. It does. It comes back over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. that's a great message. I think that's one of the most powerful things you can begin to do. These practical solutions you can do all day long, but choosing to walk in a space and a place of openness and genuineness and mm-hmm. generosity yeah. is huge. And that's that's the legacy piece, right? Yeah. Who's watching you? 
Yeah. You have kids. Your kids are watching how you behave with money. I watched my parents. Did I inherit some good behaviors? Yeah. But did I inherit some things I probably wish I didn't because I watched them and lived under that? Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing with my kids. Yeah. When you say, when your kid says, oh, daddy, I want this. And I'm like, ah, we can't afford it. I just put that out and over my whole family that we can't afford it instead of saying, you know what? All right. Well, daddy's got to go do some extra work and we're going to find a way to get it. You know, it's change your mind about money. Find what it is you're trying to accomplish and then set your SMART goals and go make a path to try to go do it. Love it, love it, love it. There's nothing that you can't have. There's nothing that you can't do. You might not see the way right now, but saying right. let's find a path to get there, right. creating that setup. Right. Guys, what we want to do is just do a quick recap that if you have been listening to any of this information and you feel like this last part four or the series in general has been something that's been beneficial for you, we want to make sure that you know that this is a starting place. Uh, we are both professionals in our own field. And so if you need more information, we encourage you to seek professional support. If you've been just tipping the iceberg and you feel like this is a place and a path that I want to dive a little further into, reach out to us. Um, you can contact me anytime at TracyAustin.com. Joe, I would love for you to give your information. So if people want to dive a little deeper in some of the great information that you provided, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, the best way really uh, is um, probably my email would be the best way. I check that all the time. It's Joe D, Joe D at ParksideWealth.com. Um, and just shoot me an email with questions that you have. Make sure you, you, you know, you're specific and I'll get back to you same day. Yeah. That's and we really are looking way. to, if you have questions, just know there's no charge to really kind of send us a message to figure out how we can get to a starting plan on where to go from here. Um, this has been a fun series, my friend. We have a few minutes left. Let's just do a brief recap. Guys, you can always yeah. go back to TracyAustin.com, seeing the first show there that was on mindset, really mm-hmm. our thought patterns and beliefs. So understanding the very first thing you got to do is get this mind in, in the right condition. Okay. We can't do anything else. If your mindset is closed off, if you have a fixed mindset yep. around where you are, you will stay there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the very first thing we are encouraging you to do, open up that mind for growth, yes. open up that mind for change, open up that mind for abundance in any area of your life. So starting there. Yes. Number two was behavioral and mental patterns behind the mental piece and the financial piece. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those behaviors? What are those things that we're doing? Are we doing impulse spending? Are we happy and we're spending more money, sad and spending more money? So starting to take a look at your behaviors, beginning to understand where are the patterns coming from? Is it something that you saw your family do? Mm -hmm. So understanding that. Number three, we did SMART goals last week. Mm -hmm. Specific, measurable, attainable, relatable. No, realistic. Realistic and relatable. (laughs) Yeah, and relatable and time-based. So setting up your plan for SMART goals. And today you're learning how to figure out what's next. Once you have what you have, what do you do with it next? Yeah. Anything you want to add, buddy? No, just start. Just if start. You if you didn't start with show number one, that's where you need to start because you can't <laughs> yeah. can't do anything until your mind's around doing that's this it. stuff. It's just not going to happen. That's so it. start with show number one and then go from there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, to uh, my Mental Fitness Matters community, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. I want you to continue to shine bright like the stars that you are. We will see you next week. Have a great week. Us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8:30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters.